Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC. John Coleman. Dio, what is popping? A, that new shirt that you just found in the back of your closet. (laughs) No, I don't know. I I have a uniform, apparently, because I I only rotate three shirts. I haven't seen that one in a while. Thank you. We talk about your shirts quite often on T-Lop. You know, Troy gives me a hard time time because my shirts do tend to get wrinkled, and I don't care, so I just wear them wrinkled again. I don't have to sew up super fresh like you, Crispy, with all that starch. Yeah, I'm a little starched up today. You this jacket starched. went to the cleaner, actually. Did it? the last time I, I wore it. Yeah. Nice. It's kind of like uh, linen-y. So because of that, the arms will get super wrinkly. Yeah, I mean, you can't. It's just like you, you wear it in the car. You bend your elbow once, and it's like it's done for the day. But if it's already wrinkled, you can wear it like six, seven, eight more times. Yeah, I used to call that accordion, accordion, accordion arms. arms. Yeah, yeah, where the arms of your dress shirts look like accordions. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're going to rock and roll today, all based on um, shout out to Lindsay. Lindsay. So Lindsay hits me up via Instagram, which, by the way, for those people who tune into the show, we thank you. Thank you. The number one place since January of 2022 mm-hmm. to find us is tloponline.com or thelonofficerpodcast.com. If you're on tloponline.com, you could see that we're getting ready to launch Loan Officer Coaching. Ooh. Business, sales, marketing, accountability, coaching, Mm. where we're going to teach you what it takes to become successful as a purchase-focused, realtor-builder, past client-referred, top-producing loan officer. Well said. That is what we are going to teach. Those are the fundamentals, the homework assignments, the books we're going to read is going to be a a full circle Mm -hmm. about being just a very extraordinary or extraordinary Mm -hmm human being business as well as as it impacts our outside world our outside world as well as it impacts business Word. if you're curious go to the website mm-hmm. we have a a link that says coaching inquire about it mm-hmm. we're going to do a blitz um coaching that's just going to last six weeks it's only like 199 dollars mm-hmm. and it's going to be four courses over six weeks each course is going to be an hour long with homework assignments Mm-mm. that's the, that's going to get your west whistle wet <sighs> Wet your appetite. Wet your figure. Figure out this is what you want to do. Honestly, figure out this is what you want to do before we launch our fall semester. Right. Um, and that'll be our full-blown mm-hmm. coaching. But I want to throw it out there because the Facebook message I received was regarding loan officer coaching. And yeah. I just received an Instagram um, message message regarding coaching. So there you go. Yep. And I did a I did an impromptu coaching call with a friend of mine today. So, so coaching's, just, yeah, coaching's been on uh, my mind. Clearly, yeah. As of, as of recently. Um and as well as TLOP, the website, theloanofficerpodcast.com. And you know what's really cool, John? What's I that? have to mention, and everyone's going to hear about this from what's now that? until September 20th. Uh-oh. Mastermind 2022. What is that, Dustin? It's at the Palms Resort. I'm there. It's put on by our uh, our, our new friend, Stephen Marshall. Shout out, Stephen Marshall. My friends in the industry, the Barry Habibs of the world, the Mike Smalley's of the world, the Renee Rodriguez's of the world, the Ryan Grant's of the world, they've known Stephen for decades. Mm-hmm. But Stephen puts on one of the best and largest sales conferences geared towards mortgage professionals. Mm. He didn't do it the previous two years due to COVID. What's well, back? <laughs> and it's September. It's in Las Vegas. Yes. It is September 21st and September 22nd. Mm-hmm. You know who's going to be there, John? Uh, I have an idea. You and I may You and me will be there. Okay. Now, there's some bigger speakers, guys like Darren Harden, Hardy, who are going to headline it, or Ryan Grant's going to keynote it, or Renee Rodriguez might be out there. I know Barry Habib will be out there. Yeah. 
But this event is a fantastic way to get away, unwind, mm -hmm. network like crazy, get your learn on, mm -hmm. and come back to the office to finish the year strong mm -hmm. and to better prepare for a great and a successful 2023. Word. But you and I are officially going to be there. Uh -oh. We're actually going to be hosting a lunch event on the second day. OMG. OMG. It's going to be us yeah. on stage. Uh, lunch provided for yep. free. Yeah. We got to find a sponsor for that. Yep. Maybe our friends over at Jungo may be willing to sponsor. Hopefully. If not Jungo, maybe we can reach out to our friends over at Ribbon. Ribbon. Maybe Ribbon will be willing to sponsor. But we want to be able to provide lunch for up to 200 people for free. Yep. And it's going to be an hour with us, town hall style, yep. ask us anything. Mm -hmm. Shop talk. Yeah. Anything goes, no holds barred. I'm looking forward it's to gonna it. It's going to be at Stephen Marshall's Mastermind 2022 event at the Palms Resort. If you go to, if you just Googled Mastermind Las Vegas event, yeah. you'll see it. Yeah. It's, it used to be called Mortgage Mastermind. This year it's called Mastermind 2022. It is September 21st and 22nd. We will be there. And this will be our first time for us to truly engage Word. with our T-Loppers. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So if you're going to be there and if you, if you sign up, let us know. Yeah. Let's all hang out. I'm looking forward to Let's it. Let's all maybe get bottle service at Tao. On John's dime, what? not on mine. I'm playing the pass line on craps all day. Okay. We can't be all day because we do have to like <laughs> actually sit in on some of the sessions so we too can get our learn on, so we too can network with yeah, other right. professionals. Yeah, it's a great event. Yeah, but it's, it's an awesome event. Um, it's official, official. We should be on the website at this point or we're going up oh, on the website what? soon. Yep, talk to Steven and uh, it's all good. Good for you. Good for us. Good for T-Loppers. Yes. People have been reaching out. Hey, when can we hang out? When's, 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 the, event? when's the event? Well, this is the first official kind of semi-official event. Yeah, this we... is us dipping our toes in the water, wetting our whistles. Yes. yes. Like, we're like, hey, do we want to do this? Like, if this goes well, we can maybe do T-Lop Live we are, in we are, February. We are doing T-Lop Live We are going to do T-Lop Live in February. So, look, let's all go hang out and let's support Steven and everything that Steven's doing. Mm -hmm. Out in, in Vegas, September 21st and September 22nd. Word. I think we'll fly in on that Tuesday, the 20th. Yeah. We'll probably fly home on Friday, the 23rd. Or Sunday. That's fine. Well, you That's can fly way home too long Sunday. In Vegas. That's I won't way survive too long it. In Vegas. I won't survive it. Plus, it's um, Georgia Tech at UCF that Saturday. I don't want to miss that game. Nice. It's one of the best home games for UCF this year. The only good home game for UCF this year. But I digress. Only is a strong word, John. But hey, <laughs> everyone else who's like, hey, you efforts have been talking for seven or eight minutes, get to the meat and potatoes of why I tuned in. Let us do so for you. Okay. So shout out to Lending with Lens. That's her handle okay. on Instagram. Lindsay says, hey, first, thank you for tuning in. And, and oh, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, now. Right. Hey. Let's try again. Okay. Hi, Dio and JC. That sounds better. Love your podcast and what you guys are doing. Thank you. Word. Two exclamation points on mm -hmm. thank you. I have a podcast topic request, unless I've missed it. Lindsay, you haven't quite missed it. We've covered these topics briefly here and there, but never titled a certain way. Mm -hmm. Can you discuss more of the market details? 10-year yield, fund rate versus prime rate, inflation spread, UMBS, 30-year percentage, what MBS highway, shout out to Barry Habib, text and market updates really mean, um, especially for newer LOs and what we should be paying attention to, what a BIPs change, BPS BIPs, or basis points change, mean, and locking, et cetera. And how do we communicate that to agents, clients for marketing purposes? Nice. Thank you for all you do with the little emoji hands that yeah, yeah. do this. Yeah. Why don't you sit back, Dustin? I'll take this one. You will, John? I have no idea what she's talking about, so I thoroughly look forward to hearing you talk I'm going to do my best. Okay. 
I'm going to do my best impression, but I'm going to let you know straight up right now. Okay. Right, you're talking to a dude who has a bachelor's degree in advertising and public relations from the fine state university known as UCF right here in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. All right. I am a loan officer. Mm-hmm. I do not have a PhD or a master's or even a bachelor's degree in economics, nor have I had experience trading any type of security. The closest thing I have to higher education is that particular document that sits up on the wall mm-hmm. that is my CMB, my certified mortgage banker document. But even in that, we didn't go into depth of these conversations. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to talk the way that I know how to talk, which is as a loan officer. Mm-hmm. At my core, that's who I am. Now, at the end of the day, yes, I was a top producing loan officer. And yes, I was a top producing branch manager. And yes, I was a top producer and it was a regional manager. At this point, most of what I do is more executive leadership where I have a couple other managers and collectively with our management team, we manage a dozen branches and hundreds of loan officers that produces billions of dollars in volume. And our business model is one in which is realtor, builder, past client referred, purchase focused. Mm -hmm. Like that's what we do. But at my core, I was and and still am a loan originator. So I learned all of this by being in the business. So I'm going to do my best to explain and answer Lindsay's questions based on what I've picked up over the past 18 years. Sounds great. Sounds great. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Okay. So first we're going to start with, well, what is a basis point? Like brand new into the business. What is a basis point? Well, a basis point is a fraction of a percent, right? 1% is 100 basis points. So 10 basis points would be 10% of 1%. All right, so let's just start there. That's what a basis point is. It's a fraction of a percent. 50 basis points is is half of 100. 100 is 1%. So 50 basis points would be 0.5%. 25 basis points would be 0.25% or a quarter percent, half a percent. If you're a mortgage loan originator and you cannot count in eights, you need to learn how to count in eights. 0.125, 0.25, 0.375, 0.5, 0.625, 0.7, 5.5, 0.6, 0.7, 0.8, 0.9, 0.10, 0.11, 0.12, 0.13, 0.14, 0.15, 0.16, 0.17, 0.18, 
and we all know that one quarter is 25, where a third is 33.3 basis points repeat, and a quarter is 25 basis points. So we have to understand what a basis point is because our interest rates and our loan pricing is going to, to follow basis points. All right. Mm -hmm. You follow me somewhat, John? You look very glossed uh, over. Just like class, so I'm putting my yeah, I'm putting very my glossed cap over. on. <laughs> okay. You may need to raise your hand, go to hall pass, and go <laughs> yeah, smoke right. a bowl <laughs> in, the, in, in the boys' bathroom. Right. Good for you. How'd you know? John, I, I got I you. I how I got it through high school and college. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, thank God this show is for 18 plus. Yeah, there we go. Right. So when we talk about rates, we talk about price and 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 when we talk about rate, mm -hmm. okay? If something moved 25 basis points in price versus 25 basis point in rate, that matters. 25 basis points in rate mean the rate went from five to 5.25. It moved 25 basis points in rate. 25 basis points in price may mean that that loan went from paying 100.25 basis points in commission or in service release premium or in yield spread to it now pays 100 basis points. 25 basis points in price typically doesn't move the needle. 25 basis points in rate does move the needle. That's the difference between someone qualifying at 5% or five and a quarter or their payments calculated on five or five and a quarter. A quarter percent on a $300,000 loan is somewhere around $47 a month in payment, hmm. right? That's, mm -hmm. that's a half a cell phone bill or something, Right. okay? So when I am a loan officer, and the bond market, and I'm gonna get into the bond market. This is a rule of thumb, by the way. When the bond market moves up or down by 100 basis points, that's in price, not in rate. That meant that that coupon or that security went from trading at 103 to now it's trading at 104. The price to buy that security went up or went down by 100 basis points. That only moved the rate by 25 basis points or a quarter percent. You see how my brain just, well, you can say basis points, I'll convert it to a percentage. Mm -hmm. You say a percentage, I'll, I'll factor it into, into basis points. Mm -hmm. My comp plan is one and a half percent. I'll say, oh, your comp plan is 150 basis points. My comp plan is 0.9%. Oh, your comp plan is 90 basis points. Mm -hmm. So a, just a rule of thumb, when the mortgage-backed security market goes up or down by 100 basis points, we should see that reflect on our rate sheet by a quarter percent. Now that's not always the case. There are definitely times where the market could have gone up by hundred basis points and we only saw an eighth in rate. Or there's times where the market could have gone down by hundred basis points and we saw that move rates by a half a percent. That's because the market is traded by humans for the most part and their computers that they program. And guess what? Humans are emotional. Humans are emotional, yes. So there's gonna be some emotional responses to, to certain aspects that are going on. Question for you. Yes. Why is it that, for someone that's not in the industry, why do you talk in basis, why do you talk in bips instead of just saying like, oh, it moved up a person? Like it this? all comes back to bond traders. You have to understand that the mortgage-backed security market is a bond. The UMBS is a bond. U stands for unified, I believe. You used to have a Fannie 30-year MBS and a Freddie and then about two or three years ago, they just came together. Okay. Yep. So 
Um, it's it's probably not unified. I might want to look this up because it's going to actually baffle me. Okay. That um, I cannot remember for the life of me. I'm having one of those brain fart moments. That's all right. When um, you don't fart out of your brain, by the way. Uniform. uniform. I said unified. I meant uniform. Okay. Yep. I'll slide. Yep. <laughs> so it's a unified, but it's a bond, right? There's there's two types of bonds that we're most well. There's one really that we're most in tune with. That's the ten year treasury. Mm-hmm. Right, the 10-year treasury is what a lot of people like to use to track what's going to go on in the mortgage interest rate market. Okay. Okay, so what's good to know is that any time you see the price – oh, let me answer your question before right, I get into right, this. Right. Okay. I'll come back to that. Okay. But the reason why we use BIPs is because you have to understand that mortgage, mortgages are nothing more than bonds. Mm-hmm. And more bond traders back in the day, they, they traded – and they used the word basis point. So I don't, just, I, I, you'd have to Google it. Okay. Kind of like I was in Richmond, Virginia, mm-hmm. and I'd see an old-ass building that looked really cool. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what that building is. Right. So I would just Google it, okay. and then I'd read the Wikipedia on it. Right. I would encourage you to, like, I don't really know off the top of my head why. I'm sure I've looked it up at one one point or another, but I didn't stick. It didn't yeah. retain. Why do I call it basis points? Like, bond traders actually talk about ticks. Okay. Yeah. Like, a tick is 132nd. Oh, that price moved by three ticks. Well, that price moved by three thirty seconds, or roughly, roughly, not accurately, but roughly one tenth. Damn. Right. So, yeah. like, like bond traders even like we only go out to eighths in the in the mortgage market, but mm-hmm. bond traders talk about in thirty seconds, that's which they deem a thirty second a tick. Interesting. So that's why we use that that terminology. It all comes from the securities that are being traded on Wall Street. That basically our mortgages are made up of. Okay. Okay. So we so now we know mortgages are nothing more than bonds. That's all they are, right? There's stocks and there's bonds. Well, they're not a stock. Stocks would be like Disney stock or ExxonMobil stock or Apple stock or Tesla stock. Mm-hmm. That's where you're buying fractional ownership into a particular company. Because they're publicly traded. You can't buy you can't have fractional ownership in a private company unless you're one of the owners. Right. Um a bond is typically a safe investment because it comes with a, a guaranteed rate of return. So you purchase a bond for a certain price, and in return, it gives you a rate of return. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So if I'm an older person or I am a company that cannot handle the massive ebbs and flows of the stock market or the equities market, I may choose to invest in the bond market because I can buy it for a certain price. That price may go up or down but I'm also guaranteed a certain yield or a rate of return. Mm-hmm. When the price of a bond goes up, the yield or the rate of return has an inverse effect. It goes down, right? So the more expensive a bond becomes, the lower the, the rate of return becomes, mm. vice versa. So when we track bond prices going down, we see interest rates going up. When we see bond prices going, going up, we see interest rates mm. going down. Typically, when that bond price moves by 100 basis points, one direction or the other. A good rule of thumb was my mortgage rate's going to move by a quarter percent or up or down. Mm-hmm. So if that was true for 100 basis points, what would be true for 50 basis points? Oh, probably half that. So an eighth of the rate. So for Lindsay, who wants to educate her borrower and she wants to educate the realtor, I'll let them know that interest rates change on a daily basis, usually multiple times a day based on how the bond market is trading. The good news is, in a stable market, the bond market may only tick up or down by 10 or 15 basis points. Well, I know it takes roughly 50 basis points to, do, to, to move the needle. So whether or not that bond traded up or down by, 50 base, by 10 basis points today should not impact your pricing. Mm-hmm. But 
if we started on Tuesday, ended on Friday, and collectively for the week, we lost 15 basis points a day times four days because we started on Tuesday, then that means we lost roughly 60 basis points. Well, if the bond market went down by 60 basis points, that means the rates probably went up by about an eighth. That means, ma'am or sir, the rate I quoted you on Tuesday is now an eighth worse on Friday. Mm -hmm. Now, the opposite could happen. And what if the bond market went up 15 basis points a day? One day was enough to move the needle, but four days in a row was enough. So then we have to start thinking about, well, what moves the needle? Well, economic indicators. Economic indicators move the needle. Well, what are economic indicators? Well, there's the, the very most basic one, inflation, and that's the world we're living in right now. So inflation is the arch enemy of bonds. Anytime that you're in an inflationary environment, that means that there is more demand for the product that is available. Therefore, prices are surging, right? The same thing that cost you a dollar yesterday is a dollar fifty today. That is inflation. Mm -hmm. So, as as inflation exceeds what that bond is paying back as a rate of return, bonds are no longer a safe investment. You're actually losing money. If I'm locked into a to an investment vehicle that's paying me three percent, but my cost is, is of to purchase things is five or six percent higher mm -hmm. i'm actually at a net negative three yeah. percent on that particular investment my money's actually going backwards now that may be all part of my my plan because i needed that bond to hedge other investments i needed a safe haven to park my money at which point you know what that's for you and your financial advisor to talk about that's not really for the show mm -hmm. so ultimately i don't want to go down that, that rabbit hole and i saw myself <laughs> going down that rabbit hole yeah. um so ultimately, the economic indicator that we're first going to monitor is inflation. Well, what are some things that are inflationary? Okay, well, a red hot job market is inflationary. When, I mean, we celebrate that, like, woohoo, less people are, are, are filing for unemployment. Woohoo, more people are becoming employed. Like, that's awesome. What are some of those economic indicators? Well, the non-farm payroll. Non-farm payroll is, is how many jobs were created that are non-farming related. Right? So if we're creating a bunch of jobs and they're being fulfilled, then that's pro-economic activity. Anytime you're in a growing economy, you tend to see the price of things get up because more people are employed, more people are making money, more people have the ability to spend money. Well, there's only 100 seats on that Spirit Airline <laughs> flight, John, yeah. that you love so much, <laughs> and, and Spirit wants to fill all 100. Yeah. Well, if there's 105 people who want to get on that flight, five people are going to get pinched off, and it's probably the five people who aren't paying the most. Yeah. So now all of a sudden the cost of airline travel has, has gone up. That's inflation. Now, typically when you're in a, in a market that is hot in terms of like growth and, and low unemployment and high employment, you typically also see the stock market doing really well. Typically, like, by the way, just 2022 is a very odd year. Mm -hmm. This is very atypical. We're not used to this, right? We're, we're seeing a, a slight pullback, possibly a correction in the stock market with uber high, like haven't seen this in 50 years, high inflation. Mm -hmm. So it has everything out of whack. That's why we see these massive swings in the bond market. We, this is why we see interest rates going up by an eighth or a quarter percent intraday, meaning they started at this, at this rate at 10 a.m. and by 4 p.m. they were a quarter percent higher. Like this is crazy times. This is what we're living in. We need to be able to explain this and articulate this to our clients and to the realtors and the financial advisors and uh, everyone else who refers our clients to us. Mm -hmm. I would recommend you start subscribing to services, whether it's Dan Ravitch's Rate Watch, whether it's Barry Habib's MBS Highway. There's no one, another one out there called MBS Authority. 
Um, Barry Habib has a, has a decent um, course you can take, Certified Mortgage Advisor. Um, I've gone through that course. In fact, um, Kyle Johnson, who was just on the show, I see that he's a CMA. Mm -hmm. And it does a really good job of teaching you the information at, at, a, at a high enough level that it makes sense, but not to where you're totally geeked out and your head spinning. Right. But I think like anything, you have to become a student to it. You have to subscribe to one of those services. You have to read or listen to their daily updates. And you just have to start you know, pushing for more information. And when you get an opportunity to be to get around someone who knows more than you do, pick their brain, ask them questions. Mm -hmm. Like that's, those are some of the things that you're gonna have to do. So back on these economic indicators, so I talked about anything that's inflationary, like we, we in the mortgage interest rate community, the mortgage community, where interest rates are a big, big factor into what we do, we have to just gauge what's going on in inflation. Right. Anytime you see inflation skyrocketing, you're going to see your mortgage rate skyrocketing. Um, you typically, this is very odd. This is how I learned the, the correlation early on in my career. It's the one time in your life when you're buying a house, you want to cheer for a bad economy. Because hmm. typically in a depressed economic situation, you will see a flight to safety. There's only X amount of billions of dollars that are willing to be invested into the global economy. When, when you're very pro-growth, you want to put your money into growth avenues like stocks. When you're afraid of growth, you, when, when you're afraid that there's going to be no growth and companies could be losing money, you don't want to invest in that stock because that stock price will come down. Maybe you want a, a flight to safety. The flight to safety has always been the bond market. So I've always joked with my clients. I'm like, hey, this is the one time in your life you kind of want to cheer on some bad economic news. Because if we find out that you know unemployment is, is edging up or... Um, you find out that the producer price index missed its mark or the PCE missed its mark or whatever, whatever the economic indicator uh, or um, that came out wasn't favorable for a growing economy. Typically, you would say, oh, that means more than likely the price of bonds are going to go up because there's going to be more demand for them. That means my rates are going to be pushed down. Mm -hmm. um, that's why people like Barry Habib are projecting, hey, look, we could very well see mortgage interest rates come down by September of 2023 because there's a good chance the U.S. economy will be in a recession, if not the world economy in a recession, and typically in a recessionary environment, especially when you don't have inflation, you would then see the cost of borrowing drop. Now, if we have a recessionary environment and inflation, that's called stagflation, it's very bad, we might not get that. We might not get that reprieve. But, you know, only time will tell, right? We're we're June now of mm -hmm. 2022, only time will tell what it's going to look 15, 16 months down the road. Mm -hmm. um, but these are some of the things and these are the conversations that I'm having with my clients. I think it's most important that people know if you like it, you like it. Period. End of story. When rates go up, they they climb up. Mm -hmm. When rates go, I'm sorry. When rates go that, up, they shoot up. When, when rates go down, they climb down. Climb they down. climb down. Yeah. The correlation of the bond prices going up you always have to make sure you have your brain working in the right direction because it is an inverse correlation. So yes, when, when rates go up, they shoot up. When rates come down, they, they, they climb down. Yeah. And then you have all these other factors that go into pricing. Like you have, you have the traders, these are turned into bonds and what the bond issuer wants is they wanna keep that, that bond that they paid money for on their book for a certain time period. Three years, five years, seven years, 10 years. They don't want runoff. Runoff is when they, they get those bonds get paid back quickly or quicker than they anticipated. So right now, 
a bond issuer who who is is getting this great return and they're selling their bonds at, at, at a lot cheaper, uh, right? Because when bond prices go down, rates go up. We've seen rates go up by almost 200 basis points or two percentage points um, over, the, over the past nine months. Um, what, what they don't want to have happen is purchase a bond today and then get repaid mm. in nine months. Well, they're afraid that if we do get a recession and if we do get inflation under control, that in a recession is typically bad for the stock market, good for the bond market. What does that mean? Bond prices go up, rates go down. Well, if rates drop from 5.25% to 4%, to 4%, we're going to have a bunch of people refinancing. Great for the mortgage industry, bad for that person holding that bond. And we always have to understand that the bulk of every loan that's being originated, it's an investment vehicle for someone else. It's going to be packaged and securitized and turned into a bond. How am I doing, John? You're doing great, just like my professor. And I'm going to get tested on it at the end of the week. And then You're not going to get tested on this. The, the, I, have, I have a serious question. Now, as a newer loan officer, how much time should I spend? Like, because I should always be prospecting sales, 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 get, versus like learning this. 10 type. minutes a day, every day. Find a service and subscribe to it. I love Dan Rowich. You can follow him through the Mortgage Coach community on Facebook. It's free. That's one of my favorite four letters, right after fuck. No, I have to bleep that out. You do have to bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> right. But yeah, free. He's free. Right? For a small fee, I don't know, 100 bucks a month, you can subscribe to, to Barry Habib's service. Now, Barry's service comes with a ton of other tools, like marketing tools. Yeah. You know, whether it's the cost of waiting or whether it's the um, the rule of 72. I mean, he has other tools that, that you get and gain access to for a hundred bucks a month. Right. Um, and it could be less. I, I don't really know what it, what it costs, but right. you know, somewhere around there, but you have to ask yourself, this is your career. This is your livelihood. Why do you not want to be the best at it? You know, it's like, it's a small price to pay something that we're going to cover when we do TLOP coaching, 10% of your pay needs to be reinvested back into your business, period. End of story. Whether you do that for realtor lunches, whether you do it for past client events, whether you do that to attend events like mastermind, whether you, you use it for mortgage coach, whether you use it to subscribe to, to Barry Habib, like 10% of the money you earn needs to be reinvested back into your business. Ask yourself, are you even close? Hmm. Are you even close to reinvesting 10%? Um, I'm pulling up Lindsay's uh, message here. Let's see here. Dun, 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 dun. I think we talked about the UMBS a little bit. Like it's the... Uniform mortgage-backed security. Here's something good to know about the UMBS, Lindsay. So look at the coupon. Typically, if we're on a 4% coupon, that means rates are at 5%. If we're at the 4.5% coupon, then rates are trading about 5.5%. Typically, mortgage interest rates trade 1% higher than the coupon that, that they're on. And why is that? Because banks and lenders are for-profit institutions. Golly be. Gosh darn it. Mm -hmm. Right. I go back to that movie. It's a wonderful life and it's a wonderful life. The, the lead character is trying to explain to Mr. Coleman and Mr. Smith why he doesn't have their money when they all it's a mad dash. If you mm -hmm. remember the, the, the movie, it's in black and white. It's supposedly a Christmas movie, but uh, it is. Um, and maybe it's not. It's a wonderful life. I think it's, it's a wonderful life. I maybe get my movies confused, but it's one of the many movies my wife made me watch <laughs> when we first started dating because it's you know nostalgic to right. her childhood. 
Um, Oklahoma somehow got thrown in in there as well. Um, so anyhow, it's there's a scene in the movie where he's trying to explain he's a banker, he owns a bank. It's the 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 financial Wall Street's collapsing, 1930s, etc. And he's like, I don't have your money because Mr. Coleman, your money is in Mr. Smith's house, and Mr. Smith, your money is in Mr. Jones's business. Right. It's kind of how the world works. We take our money to banks or depositories. They pay us some kind of a rate of return, 0.5 percent, 1 percent, 50 basis points, 100 basis points. And then in return, they hold our money for safekeeping, but they also lend our money to other people. Mm -hmm. So if they're paying me 100 basis points or 1 percent, they lend you at 4 percent. They're picking up a yield spread of 3 percent or 300 basis points. The way that lenders operate is, yes, Lenders borrow money at a certain fee or price, and usually they're borrowing the money by selling the loans into the secondary market. They're selling them to Fannie and Freddie, who are packaging them, and then selling that bond to a pension fund or a life insurance company. Mm-hmm. So if if the the bond is is a four percent bond, maybe they're they're trying to um, sell it for five percent because they're picking up that one percent difference, and that one percent is worth something. It's not, it's worth more than 1%. It's usually a multiple of 1%. That multiple could be two and a half. It could be four and a half, which is why we would say a gross profit on a mortgage loan that's originated by John Coleman may very well pay their lender two and a half to four and a half percent or 250 to 450 basis points. That's what your lender is making on that. But what it is, is they're making a multiple of the spread between the UMBS and the actual interest rate that was charged to the consumer. That's a lot. And that's a lot to try to probably absorb and consume all at one time. Mm-hmm. But that is my understanding. Again, I'm just a loan officer. At the end of the day, I started my career in 2004 as a loan officer. I was given my first opportunity to be a producing sales manager in 2007. Shout out to Cindy Velez sure, because Cindy gave me that opportunity. And then I, with my two business partners, David and Mike, we opened up our Waterstone Mortgage branch in 2008. In 2008, I was just one of three loan officers who had a processor and assistant. Along the way, David, Mike, and I have built something, bootstrapped it, ground floor up. We're super proud. Now we are well over a dozen branches. We'll fund over a billion dollars. Of that of that billion dollars, more than 80% will be purchase business. It'll be realtor, builder, past client referred. Like So whenever I get on this mic with those two cameras and those two lights shining in my face, and you sitting across, please know like the messenger, this is where I come from. If you really want to know this stuff, you should probably hang out with guys like Rob Christman. You should probably subscribe to guys like Dan Ravich and Barry Habib. Like if you really want to learn this, right. you know, sign up for a course, take it, go hang out with one of your secondary market managers, ask a ton of questions. Um, see us out in Vegas. You can see him in person. Yes. Yeah. Come out to Vegas. Yeah. yeah even Dan Habib. That's uh, that's one of Barry's sons. Right. Like Dan knows his shit. Yeah. You know, go hang out with Dan if he's around. Um, no, let's see here. Uh, MLS. Uh, like like she, she's asking, what should we pay attention to? Pay attention to the MBS market. You know, is the price of bonds going up? Or is it going down? If Is it going up by more than 50 or 100 basis points that day or that week? If so, it's going to let you know the direction of the mortgage rates. Right. Take a look at what's going on in our economy. Right? If you're hearing signs of inflation, that ain't good for mortgage rates. If, if, you're, if you're hearing signs of a recession with no inflation, not good for the economy, that's good for mortgage rates. What was the latest economic indicator that came out or economic news that was published? There's always economic news being published. 
every single day just about there's some kind of economic report some reports are are very um important to the investment community others are eh, they're so and so red book same store sales eh, right but consumer sentiment ooh right builder sentiment ooh what what what's the sentiment like what is what are consumers feeling if consumers are feeling weary and afraid oh, not good for the economy might not be good for the stock market but could be good for the bond market mm-hmm. i used to talk about this all the time now I, I i feel like it's almost blasphemous because of what's going on and the atrocities that are happening over in ukraine but if you listen to us at least for the past two and a half years since we've been doing these shows but if you're a friend of mine or you you were a part of one of the masterminds that i i sat in on or a, a sales conference that i presented you to hear me used to jokingly say, well, I never know what's going to go on between Ukraine and Russia, right? Like, I mean, what's happening now was there, there years was in the making, years in the making. Yeah, because we knew that global political issues impact our world economy. So if Russia and, and Ukraine aren't getting along in the beginning, it just meant, oh, there's going to be some fears. People are going to start parking European dollars into the U.S market. They don't want to put in the stock market, they'll put it in the bond market. If all of Europe is parking their money into a bond market and my mortgage rates are bonds, so bond prices go up, oh, that's good for us. Bad for Europe. That's good for us because bond prices just went down. But now if Russia invades and goes to war with Ukraine, and now all of a sudden it's disrupting supply chain, disrupting oil and gas, now all of a sudden it's one of many reasons why our gas prices are where they are, where our food costs are where they are. It's one of many. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, now that's recession. Or not, now it's inflation. Inflation's the arch enemy of, of bonds. Oh, that impacts us. And there's lots of things that neither you nor I can control, which is why I come back to the consumer. Ma'am or sir, here's what I can tell you. These are some of the fundamentals. These are some of the things that I'll be watching. I'll be tracking. But at the end of the day, I can't predict the future, nor can you predict the future. I can't control the future. You can't control the future. If we could, we'd be doing what? Yacht in Fiji. Living on our yacht in Fiji. We wouldn't need a mortgage. We'd be that rich. So here's what I can tell you. This is the ballpark range of where rates were. This is the direction we think they're going over the next 60, 90 days, or the next two to three weeks. My advice to you is if you like something, you lock it in, because this is what I found about mortgage rates. When they go down, they climb down. When they go up, they shoot up. And I don't know about you, but would you be more upset if your rate was a quarter higher or more excited that your rate was an eighth lower? By the way, ma'am or sir, a quarter is more than an eighth. Some people have to be reminded that. That's why we use 0.25 or 0.1, or 0.125 because they, they can see numbers. They can't necessarily see fractions. Mm-hmm. I think we hit it all. In, on, on, I mean, there, there's so much more we could do here, John, but I'm pretty sure... I just turned a 25-minute episode into 50 minutes, <laughs> and I don't even know if I hit everything that Lindsay wanted, but hopefully it was enough to get you started, Lindsay. It's enough to make you say, hmm. Yes, and that's what I really want to do with all of our episodes. With every single one of our episodes, I hope it either introduces you to a thought or an idea that makes you want more, right? I, I hope that it's it's enough that you're like, I want to share this with somebody. Let me share this. Let me, let me use this as my own marketing collateral. Right. Don't use your words. Use my words. People always love third party edification. Yeah. Right. So use use a third party to to explain the what, the why and the how in lending with lens. If we didn't hit everything you were looking for, look, 
John and I plan on doing two episodes a week, every single week for the next five, seven, or 13 years. Damn. We need plenty of content suggestions. <laughs> yeah. This was a fun episode for me to do. Mm -hmm. Don't know about JC. Hard time keeping my eyes open. We made it there together. We made it there together. <laughs> How about this? If you guys want to check out what we're doing, please check out our website, theloanofficerpodcast.com, or if you're a fan, tloponline.com. Mm -hmm. They'll both take you to the same place. If you want to inquire about coaching, there's information to inquire right there on the website. If you're looking for more, better, not maybe better, but different content. Deeper content. Deeper content. Check out the website, especially becoming a premium member. It's only a $25 monthly donation. You can cancel anytime. But if you want the best content on the website, it is going to cost you $25 a month. Word. Um, follow us on our social handles. Hit us up on LinkedIn if you need something. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today. We look forward to seeing all of our T-Loppers out in Vegas at Mastermind 2022. That is September 21st and 22nd. And we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. I'm your dream.